more discussion, agreements, and disagreements on 1Password's move to Electron. This is Mac Voices. Mac Voices is sponsored by Upstart, fair and fast personal loans. Go to upstart.com slash macvoices and find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. This is part two in a three-part discussion about 1Password's move to the Electron platform from a more traditional Mac application. And the discussions got a bit heated in places as folks advocated their positions. When we last left you, Kelly was rolling, and so we're going to roll right back in with Kelly and the rest of the panel and let the discussion continue. And I think Jason got it 100% correct, but and, and I think it's a calculation that uh, the Mac the Mac piece of it is not the bulk of their business anymore. Like one password for teams is massive. And if you are a person who ever had to use it or ever had to administer it, like it's solid, like the web interface of it, it just works. All the stuff you need to do is right there. All of the changes that you need to make, they happen. It's part of my day job to manage this on a number of different fronts. I do that. It works. All of it is solid. So what they what they have right now currently shipping actual this is the other thing i think is getting lost in this version 8 is not being released on friday i don't care when you listen to this it's not being released on friday it is not as imminent as the it is not as imminent as the apocalypse we're going to get on some other front way before version 8 ships i guarantee it so again go get the bag take a deep breath it's going to be okay so that's like the reason people are upset is because the Mac app isn't going to be the Mac app anymore and they don't love me as much as they used to. And that's where all of the outrage piece is coming from. The people who have the actual design feedback, usability feedback, that stuff's all getting lost in the static of they don't love me, blah, which unquote, more or less. Okay. Jeff, you have thoughts. I, I do. We are in an interesting place with 1Password right now, and it's and as Mac users, uh, it, it becomes more interesting it, it, because what we're looking at right now is the big transition from the, the app that was designed for individual users and as has been pointed out already, uh, had the the cool team that uh, that you felt actually cared about you. As Mac users, there is a, at least for longtime Mac users, there's this uh, feeling of ownership that you get when uh, when you're using some of these applications, and uh, and it's as if, at least from the user perspective, that you are part of the team. So you have uh, uh, an emotional investment in the software you're using. And when something changes, like what we've seen here, this, pr this progression from 1Password being the, the cool little app for keeping all of your personal passwords in to something that's become a, a, a business level tool, an enterprise level tool, that's a hard transition for the people that have that emotional investment. And when you then add in something like uh, like this transition to Electron, then it 
turns into salt in the wound. And so, of course, we're going to have people that are really upset about this whole thing. They're going to feel betrayed. They're going to feel abandoned. And when uh, when Six Colors says one password or our uh, Agile Bits has decided that the Mac isn't important enough to have a native app anymore. Yes, that's true. But that's also a pragmatic decision. It was not an emotional, let's screw our old base and, uh, and it'll be really fun sort of thing. It's, it, it is business, just straight up business. And it makes sense from a business standpoint to do this in a way where, where they can be efficient, where they can provide the same support. My office manager has just decided that uh, she's going to rearrange my desk. That's awesome. Um, anyhow, the, the business decisions are what are happening right now. And that's causing this emotional backlash. So the, the concerns a lot of but people Why have, is that a problem? Why is that what? a problem? Um, I, mean, I, understand, I understand. I mean, people can get upset at all sorts of things, but... You know, they're not saying like CrashPlan did a couple of years ago that, you know, basically asked of La Vista, we're going to, you know, cut off support for you. You know, they're saying, okay, we're going to have this new version of the software and people's hair is going on fire because they think it might not be as same or as nice. And uh, well, it's a not losing from, your from the user perspective. Also, it's not as nice. It's not going to be as good. It's not going to be a first class citizen anymore oh, because Kelly, it's going to be I, a layer I, removed. Kelly, I, I'll stipulate everything you say is true, but is true. But why is that important? You know, I mean, if because people, are people like to get mad, Mark. It's, it's I don't know if you've the met users. the internet, but let me tell you about the internet. You must be new here. Let me show you around, Kelly. Yeah, Kelly. Yeah, that's that's that that's demeaning and offensive. Yeah, that's exactly what? what's happening. People are mad because people want to be mad about a new thing. It happened with Big Sur. It happened with Monterey. You want to talk about Safari? Because we can talk about Safari, Mark. All of these things are changes coming and nobody friggin' likes it because it's change, period. There are people who are going to be mad about it for that, no matter what. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm saying that's what happened. I'm not demeaning anybody. That's what's going on. Okay, so let's- yeah, The users are feeling betrayed or at least some users are feeling betrayed. And so that creates this big emotional reaction. And uh, and that's what we're seeing right now. Okay, so I wanna bring the chat room in here and catch up a little bit. Um, Joe in the chat room says it may also be that, and this is from earlier in the conversation, it also may, may it also, <laughs> Oh boy. It also may be that most Apple users just use Apple's password solution. Um, so one password is not selling as well on Apple devices. Web says I've been a one password user since one password version two It's my password manager of choice. Personally speaking, I will hold off any judgment until I use one password eight. Good job, Web. Um, and he also says, I don't want to come off as a one password cheerleader, but I use the app for more than just password management. I use the secure notes, notes app a lot, for example. Um, and he also agrees with you, Jeff, um, that he's emotionally tied to one password. And, and, and emotion may be one of the things that I think is the most important part of this discussion. Um, well, think so about how see. many apps Mac users rely on every day where they have developed that emotional attachment. And we're talking about apps that they've been using literally for years. And uh, 
And I, I mean, I can start rattling off apps like that right now and go on and on and on for quite a while. And some of those are, are Mac native apps still. Some of those have, uh, have moved on to something like Electron. Some of them are using uh, uh, like a, a platform native front end that that is just the interface element and everything else is is uh cloud based backend it, but yeah i mean those those attachments are very real and uh, and that's causing a lot of distress for uh, a lot of users right now guy you've been unusually quiet first world problems um i the only part about one password lately that has that got me upset was when they tried channeling people into subscriptions rather than having the app be a just standalone you bought it once and then you used it until it didn't work on whatever computer or operating system that you're currently using um but i went ahead and made the switch because it was the best thing for me to do based on what i needed the application to do uh, i don't hold a lot of emotional attachment to applications it 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 for me it's it's what is the best tool for what it is that i want to do and for a while talking about like audio i use GarageBand. now i use hindenburg i used imovie and then i use final cut now i'm on davinci um i used photoshop now i'm using acorn it, it the application to me is less important than the job that I want it to do. So if they're, if they're coming out with an application and it's gonna be just as secure as it was before, because that is my most important feeling as far as one password goes, is it gonna be secure and encrypted from their server all the way down to my computer, then what it looks like as long as the functionality is there i just can't care i just want it to work and if they can make it work and not jack the price up so much that i just decide okay i'm just not going to bother with it anymore and, and i'll just use safari and uh icloud you know whatever the, the service is called in icloud that stores all my passwords keychain and I, I won't bother with one password anymore. So keep the cost relatively low, keep it simple to use, and I'll keep using it. Okay. Um, let's see, I'm trying to keep with my schedule. Brittany, uh, we haven't heard from you. Hold Does, on, was Guy just totally reasonable there for a minute? I know. Because it's, it's kind of freaking yeah. me out. See, you weren't yeah. here last week when people were agreeing with me on stuff, and that freaked me out. Oh, <laughs> I don't remember that. I, I'm glad I was sitting down when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> Pull my other leg, guy. Please jingle bells. Brittany. I I mean, yeah, things. It, I'm newish to the Mac compared to many people here. Um, feels like it's been a while now, but newish. Like I don't. I wasn't around for one password two. Um, or you know os9 or things like that but i um but i can see that it matters and it matters to me now when somebody behaves like a good citizen and although my preferred use of one password is as little as possible because i think that's boring um 
like I, I get that there's a lot of other uses people put it to. Um, and and when something doesn't feel native, it feels gross. And and I can understand having some trepidation about that. Um, whether or not it ends up being as bad as they fear, I don't know. But if something went from feeling native to feeling not, that would make me real uncomfortable too. Um, I mean, just about Electron in general, like there's a, I don't know if it's officially Electron or just Electron-like product for an app that I use that people teach out of. They encourage highlighting. And you know what it is never once supported is Apple Pencil. And it's on the iPad. It's always been on the iPad. You know, things like that, that can just kind of make you a little bit crazy. Um, but again, we don't know actually what their implementation will look like and how bad it will be. Um, how much actual user interface there is, that kind of thing that you well, could be making use of until it's there. In practical terms, most people aren't spending a lot of time in the app anyway. You're using the browser extension or you're using the tap on one password at the top of your keyboard on your phone. Like those are the, that is by and large the place that most people are interacting with the app itself. You don't generally go in there unless you are cleaning things up or making a batch of updates, like I'm getting rid of this password that I used for 15 sites. Not that anybody yeah, ever does that ever because you're not supposed to, but that sort of thing <laughs> is like not where people spend all of their time. So if the extent, if the web extensions are decent, it's fine. Like most people aren't gonna really notice the difference because a lot of people don't live in that app. I'm not saying there are people who don't, but by and large, lots of people don't. I do a whole lot of management and I still don't spend a ton of time in the app. Yeah, I mean, I know there's that great watchtower feature and stuff that I always felt guilty that I never wanted to touch, but I never wanted to touch it. So I didn't. Mm. Um, don't, touch, <laughs> don't touch it there. But, but you know what, guys, I have, I have a confession. There was a time before I knew that you weren't supposed to use the same password everywhere. <laughs> Everyone And had that some time. of those are still passwords. <laughs> Yeah. And you know, yeah. I got a notification on my iPad this morning. Let me pull it down. It says the passwords for insert website here. Accounts have appeared in a data leak, putting your accounts at high risk of compromise. iPad can help you resecure your accounts. I mean, I understand <laughs> you don't want to grow because I know my dad has changed passwords because he thought he had to, because he got a notification like that. And he would never do it voluntarily. Never. But I know he's done it before without telling me, which is unfortunate because I am his password manager. But um, <laughs> because then he asked me what his password is. Yeah. <laughs> but Same, but like the password people manager do, for my do it yeah. because they think they have to to finish their login, which is a little bit deceitful, but it's also making them do things that are good for them. So sure. I know it's 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 a it's a tough, it's a tough, it's a tough well, issue. And the follow-up to that is that like the one the iCloud password manager, like you know keychain access on mac os um but the the password management that you get as part of the operating system part of mac os and icloud keychain and, and all that um that stuff is getting better like uh totp passwords are going to be able to be managed that way now so time-based one-time passwords like instead of texting you a code which is a thing that can be hackable you can 
Uh, and you can get that managed as part of the new version of iCloud Keychain. So that's going to be something that's just going to make it easier for lots of people. If literally the only stuff you keep in one password is passwords, because you can store way more stuff in there than that. If all you keep in one password is passwords, you may be better off with super pa with password protected notes for certain things and just using iCloud Keychain and being done with it. Like this, I mean, Chuck, you and I've talked about this for years, technological honesty, like, like have a real handle on what it is you do with the stuff that you do. And maybe you got one password because somebody said you needed it and that's great. But now that it's going to be subscription, you actually don't need the app. Maybe you just need the stuff that comes as part of your operating system. And if that's the case, awesome, go use that. And if that works for you, that's fantastic. Like don't, don't swat a fly with a Buick. Like, make sure you have the right tool for the job. That's like, that's the other piece of this is as that alternate solution continues to improve, there may be people who switch off one password because it's just way more stuff than they actually need in the first place. Right. Um, Webb in the chat room says, where else am I going to store my mother-in-law's Wi-Fi name and password? Good point. And yeah, guys suggested secure notes encrypted for that. notes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> encrypted notes. <laughs> encrypted notes, yeah. Yep. Encrypted notes are also really good. I mean, yeah. I have a thing called they're better now. Called Dad's stuff, and it is a note that says Dad's stuff. Yeah, and it's all mm -hmm. it's all backed up to iCloud, and it's available to every single device I own. Mm -hmm. Well, except for except for the Samsung phone, but <laughs> let's yeah. not veer off into that topic. Oh God, no, no, no! This edition of Back Voices is sponsored by Upstart, fair and fast personal loans. Go to upstart.com slash macvoices and find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments. Just like so many things at the moment, your finances may be changing. The last thing you need to be burdened by is high credit card interest rates or any other debt that may be hindering you getting back to normal. Upstart can help. Upstart is fair and fast personal loans all done online. Those credit cards I mentioned, personal funding expenses, whatever has you paying high interest rates can be helped by Upstart's simple, five-minute check to see what your online rate is. And it's bound to be better than the other options because Upstart looks at more than just your credit score. They consider your income and current employment to find you a smarter rate on loans from $1,000 to $5,000. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash macvoices. That's upstart.com slash macvoices. Don't forget to use my URL to let them know that I sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash macvoices right now. Thanks to Upstart for their support of Mac Voices. Um, David, <laughs> I, I, I want you in this. I, first of all, I learned something here tonight now that I've not understood for months, and that is and I'm going to invoke the, the the thing that I dislike with a white hot passion, Microsoft Teams, because one of the things that has driven me crazy about Teams is that I can only open one document, one window. I can't, you know, if I want to do a word processing document in a spreadsheet, I can't do it in Teams. And I hope I learned tonight that, you know, you can open one window, one window only at a time. So thank you for that, because that now at least I understand. And I also understand why Microsoft apparently chose to write it in Teams, because they could deploy it quickly across all kinds of platforms yep. and pretend like they did something fantastic and capture a big part of the market. But what, what are you seeing from a from a, 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 a an enterprise perspective and a personal perspective with some of these Electron apps? Well, I mean. Teams, I mean, Microsoft got smart with, with Teams um, 
because the biggest complaint everybody had, and what I would hear all the time when we when we moved from Skype for Business to Teams, was the fact that you couldn't you couldn't open a separate chat window because it was you you really were stuck there and you had to go to that person's name to be able to make a chat. Microsoft did make that change, so you can open and have a separate chat window. Um, but you're right with everything else when it comes to Teams and, and an electron based app. Is yeah, I mean, I go into a team, I want to, I don't want to work on a document. I can't open it in another window within Teams. I have to go open it in Word or in Excel or wherever I'm working on. So, um, so yeah, I I've seen it as these as these apps progressed over the years too. But um, I want to kind of spin it around. I mean, we've talked a little bit about this already, but I mean. I think we kind of had to see it coming with the way one password's direction was going because, you know, yeah, like all of us here on this panel, we're, we've been one password fans for a long time and they were so focused on Mac and with me, part of you know, working with Apple user groups, you know, they always were appealed to, to, to those groups because they were all talking about Macs and wanting to use one password. And Right. But Guy's point was so resistant to the fact that there's there's a subscription now. You can't buy it standalone. Well, you, you, you work, you got around it. But and then some, you know, all these older folks that are in those macros groups are going to be very upset at the fact that they are no longer going to be able to buy one password unless they get a subscription. I mean, let's face it, the subscription is not that terribly expensive. I mean, $59 a year, it's a $4.99 a month uh, family plan, I, I think is fairly reasonable when it comes to the, the way the application goes. But look at where the market is now. I mean, I mean, compared to like LastPass, LastPass was a, was a, was a platform agnostic platform too. And that, that's why everybody would kind of lean towards a lot of people would lean towards LastPass because it went across all platforms. One password gradually was getting there. Now they're here. You know, Windows is a big thing for them. You know, Android's going to be a big thing for them and, and so on and so forth. All, all the other platforms are out there. I mean, what, you know, Windows is a big world. You can't, I know as much as we complain about it and how we don't, don't like being in the Windows world, we don't kind of don't have a choice in this uh, really is the fact. And, and with, with me working in the enterprise and, and Kelly as well, we, we have to, we have to deal with windows. I mean, it's, it's here to stay and things are changing. I mean, Microsoft's looking at moving windows into the cloud. I mean, look at what are that, where that's going to go. So there's got, there's so much change in, in the world now with the, with these applications. I mean, I'm going to hold my judgment to what, how this application is. And I'm, I'm curious to, to, I'm, I want to jump and put it on beta and, and, and see it now. I'm, I'm kind of anxious to see what it kind of looks like and how, how, how it's going to be. But I, I stay in one password, like everybody else said, you know, I'm using it from a browser. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going in one password that often of enough that it's going to be a, a big deal breaker for me, but I'm, I'm hoping that it is a good app, but you know, I, I understand too that Electron is going to cause possibly some resource issues, but we'll see. I mean, people are developing mobile apps across all and doing, I, I forget the platform, Jim, you probably know more than me. Um, there's the, the platforms that people were just developing on that platform to be able to go across uh, iOS and Android. And then back in the old days, the Windows mobile too, because that's, you know, that's what companies wanted to do. They wanted to be able to develop all, across all three platforms and not have to uh, have to be independently developing for each one. So not surprised, but yeah, that's my two cents worth. Okay. Brett, you wanted to, to respond to that. Oh, yeah. I just wanted to add on something. I mean, yeah, I, I believe that the founders and the original team still love the Mac a lot and this doesn't change that, but what happens when you accept venture funding is it's not always your call anymore. Okay. Business. It's business. Um, 
Yeah, and and, and and I think that's part of people getting mad is like, oh, now these yeah. venture people are calling the shots. Yep. And but as far as I know, know I th- the other people are still around, so it's not. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah but I think it's not you know, just one. The voice, mad inter- yes. Kelly's mad internet is people looking at <laughs> no, this and going, "They're not my internet. Don't put this on." <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm totally. It's totally. You gotta claim it. It's totally. You gotta own it now, Kelly. Yeah. Sorry, it's yeah. Kelly's angry army. But, but <laughs> that will be Kelly's know, next. I have an angry army. Real. That's totally different from the internet, Jeff. Yeah, that'll oh. be Kelly's next T-shirt. Kelly's internet, right there. <laughs> angry um, internet. You know, I almost. I have another shirt I was gonna wear tonight that says, uh, "I'm not gonna start an or uh, I'm not gonna argue with you." Does this look like the internet? so i want to i want to take this from some of the technical aspects because we've kind of beat those to death to some of the more practical things um practical concerns for users i don't even want to get into the the sellout thing because i personally don't agree with it and you know it's it's nothing we can do anything about anyway um but um there are a number I, i guess for me I, I care about, especially now talking about one password, and that's since that's the topic of the night. First of all, I care about its security. I want it to be as secure as possible, whatever it's written in. I don't care what it's written in. You know, then I want it to continue to sync passwords securely across my devices. And if I happen to own, I don't, but if I happen to own a Windows machine or an Android machine or whatever, then it would be nice to have that same functionality. And excuse me, feel like it was secure, okay? And third, and maybe most important of all, I want it to be around. You know, I don't want it to be one of these apps that disappears because it it, it couldn't make, you know, a living for itself. Jeff, you brought up a really good point in the chat room that I want to want you to point out because I think it is really important um, from the servicing standpoint. Oh, sure. And, and this fits in nicely with the transition from uh, we're a single user app to we're a multi-user corporate level uh, product and that support and that's and that means support for the actual users when when you need to submit a help ticket how quickly are you going to get a response and uh, and how many people do you have available that are trained to be able to answer a question for that specific platform? Well, if you're using a single platform, in this case, Electron, now you can have your entire uh, uh, help desk team all on the same playing field. And anyone that calls in for help, regardless of the platform they're on, is going to be able to get application level help. Uh, but then the other side of support is how do you fix those bugs efficiently and uh, and get those updates out quickly? Well, if you have to do it for every single platform, at some point you're going to have uh, fractured uh, uh, parity because you'll get something fixed in one place, but it means you can't have the feature somewhere else. And so you need a standardized platform for that. Uh, still a problem for people that want to have their their platform native app but this is what it takes for companies to take their applications to the next level they could have decided they were just going to stop and be happy where they were and uh, and kept with their native apps but that meant that at some point their growth was going to stop right and I can think of a number of, of 
companies that made some of those decisions and aren't with us. One that jumps to mind, an app I really miss that uh, I wish were still around is Circus Pony's Notebook. You know? Oh, but, yeah. You know, the, yeah, see? You know, but but yeah. they they decided we can't support this. We can't, we're not making enough. And so they stepped away from the game. And, you know, that I'm not sure that's what would have happened with one password, but it it does make me wonder just a little bit. Um, who was it? Joe in the chat room said uh, it also made the most Apple users just want Apple's password solution. Maybe it wasn't selling as well. Well, you know what? If you went to a subscription model to try to level out your revenue stream and your users didn't support it, then in order to survive, you maybe had to go another direction. I don't know that that's what happened. I don't even know that that was a factor, but it's certainly one that is is quite possible. I, you know, uh, I don't think that's even remotely possible. I, I think the likelihood that Agile Bits was having uh, sales issues because of subscription is uh, is wrong. I do not have insider information, just to be clear. But just with industry experience, I think it's really safe to say that what happened was one password hit the same uh, ceiling that a lot of other apps have hit, where they realized we have to go to subscription first to be able to to continue to support the app, but also because we're moving into a, into a business space where that's the way it just works. And mm-hmm. if you're going into the corporate world, you're not selling single seat licenses to uh, to companies you're selling subscriptions and uh, at, i mean that's just the business so you make that move and uh, and then making this next transition to using electron that's simply the natural progression whether or not we like it whether or not we're happy with it that's a natural progression because because these apps are moving far beyond what they originally were which is mm-hmm. just the little, hey, look at this cool, useful utility I have on my Mac that, and it's and it's siloed just to me. I would yeah. be willing to bet that a lot of people, the the reason there was ever a Windows version of One Password in the first place was because everybody went, I love this on my home computer, but I have a PC at work and I need all my passwords in both places. Can can you make a Windows version, please? Like, I am more than. 70, 80% sure that that's exactly why is because everybody had a work PC and, and it's, yeah, I mean, it's math. However much you love your Mac, that doesn't make more people use it. However many they sold, it's still only the market share that it is of desktop computing, you know, not, you know, non-mobile computing. Like if you look at desktops and laptops, like there's still way more windows machines in the world than there are Macs. It's just math. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that we've somewhere during the initial discussions, we had uh, an outline of what the positive aspects of Electron, the cross-platform compatibility, the, the, the consistency of the user interface across those platforms. But there's some things, and Jim, I think we'll start with you that you've been pointing out in the slot in the uh, in the chat um, that there are some definite disadvantages, and these are things that folks want to be on the lookout for. And the question I'd like to ask too, as you're naming them, is with with everybody's knowledge here of Electron, can they be worked around, or can they be advanced later as Electron develops? Um, mostly not. 
Um, they're they're kind of inherent. I mean, you know, through the history of computers, there's always been these uh, frameworks of you know cross-platform. As David mentioned, there was been attempts to write ones for um, iOS and Android, and um, <clears throat> you know that's something that is like a, a siren to companies that write software because of the you know advantages of write once deploy. I mean. Some some of you may remember that was supposed to be the siren call of Java that it was going to be the same on on every computer and you know uh, it was supposed to be write once deploy everywhere instead it's write once debug everywhere um, is what really happened um, so you know it's it's kind of a tension and uh, you know Electron I think has you know come uh, further probably than any other attempt at this has ever had done before. And I think that's probably because the web has come so much further. So, you know, basically the web has been pushed into a platform of its own, um, you know, where you can actually build entire applications in a web browser. So, you know, this was just basically, well, let's separate, you know, that from the web and, and, and make it portable. But whenever you do that, you know, first of all, when, whenever you, you know, one thing to remember is all these apps, they actually are native apps. An Electron app, it's an AppKit app. It's just there's Electron on top of it. Um, you know, underneath, uh, you know, the window that Slack runs in, that is an NS window. It's an AppKit window. So it's always building on top. Or if you're on Windows, it's a, it's a you know, whatever Windows calls their, their window structure. So they're building it on top of AppKit and Microsoft Windows and GNOME or KDE on Linux. Um, so you can't really go too far. You know, if Macintosh does something, but Windows and, you know, KDE don't do it and Linux don't do it, then you can't really put that in a cross-platform framework, right? Um, so, it, you know, you basically have to dumb down, that's to some extent, the capabilities of what a programmer can do to make sure, you know, because they can't do anything that can't be done, you know. So basically, a thing like Electron is, okay, well, you know, there's a lot of things in common. Mac has Windows, Linux has Windows, Windows has Windows. They each have buttons, they each have text editing, and they just have a little bit way of doing it. So Electron is like, well, let's just make, you know, our way, and we'll put that on top and translate that, you know, which basically the, the Chromium is what's doing that, Chrome, you know. You know, Electron was just like, take advantage of the web browser. And, you know, they already did all the hard work. And it turns out that was made open source. So, so, but, so if something can't be done in a web browser, it can't be done in Electron. Um, so as, as web browser technology pushes forward, you'll see more of that. But, um, you know, things like, for example, notice Electron apps, they don't use standard Apple toolbars. So Apple's done a lot of work to make toolbars nice. And if you make the window uh, smaller, the toolbars, you know, appear off in a menu. And a lot of apps allow you to customize toolbars because that's built into Apple's system. Well, none of that's in an Electron app. And it's never going to be because Windows and uh, Linux don't have that. Um, Apple's done a lot of work that's been applauded about accessibility. There's a lot of stuff built into Mac OS for accessibility, which you know, most of us don't care because we're not disabled, but there's a community that's just like, wow, Apple, thank you so much. And Electron is like, yep, no, nope, toss all that out. Um, it's not cross-platform, so you don't get it. And if you're disabled, you know, boo-hoo. 
Um, and automation, uh, again, you know, Apple's got automation technologies. They're not available on the other platforms. So if you're doing an Electron app, you know, no automation. And, and it's inherent in the fact that these are not cross-platform technologies. So there's no way that you can make them cross-platform technologies unless you convince Microsoft to implement them in Windows and 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 Linux to you know whoever's writing Linux to to implement them, so so that's inherent in the idea of making a cross-platform app is that you've got to compromise. And I think you know beyond you know we've we've had all this discussion in the context of one password. I actually think you know first of all I'm not a one password user I should say, and I also think you know it's not an app that people sit in all day. It's not like your text word processor or something like that. And you know. It probably doesn't matter that you can't have two windows. Um, it's 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 probably fine, and and you know, because of the economics of it, things like Electron are here to stay, and they're going to get bigger. And I I think the most interesting, you know, and this has been a point of discussion among developers for you know several years, you know, long before this, and 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 you know, the big issue is for Apple. You know, what does this mean for Apple? You know, this is sort of a failure of Apple. Apple failed to provide tools that uh, Agile Bits could economically use to create their 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 program. And so Agile Bits said, yeah, oh, forget you, we're gonna ignore you. And this is a huge problem for Apple. I think this is why they invented SwiftUI, uh, um, but it's maybe too little, you know, too late, at least it certainly was for, for Agile Bits, at least for now. Um, you know, the thing is, if everything gets implemented in Electron, then what is the point of a Macintosh? I can use a Linux box and do exact same thing or a Windows box. There's absolutely no reason to, you know, buy a Macintosh for even the same price, let alone Apple likes to charge a premium. So, so this is, you know, this is, and I think this is also what some people may be sensing that are that are upset about this. Uh, you know, I mean, it's not really AgileBit's fault that they're, you know, that Apple hasn't managed to, to you know, build a, a compelling enough platform. But, you know, people use Macs, they're like, I want Macs to, you know, to prosper. And this is a long-term problem uh, because essentially the idea of Electron is, you know, let's knock out the differences between platforms and just make software that runs everywhere. And, um, you know, so there's no reason to, you know, pick one platform or another. And, and that is really very dangerous for Apple. That wraps the second part of our discussion on 1Password and Electron. In part three, we take a little bit different tact and examine whether or not Apple has contributed to 1Password's desire to move to Electron, what the implications are for the enterprise, and a lot of other points that you will want to hear about. That's next time on Mac Voices, and I hope you'll join us. Until then, and as always, I'm Chuck Joyner. Thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page, and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices, or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices.
Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.